I'm excited about this morning. I'm excited because one, we're in the house of the Lord. Where would you want to be anywhere but here? But I'm excited because I get to speak on one of my favorite topics this morning. I get to speak all about the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about the Holy Spirit this morning. And the thing I love most about the Holy Spirit is when you talk Him up, He turns up. And so what we're going to do this morning is we're going to, we're going to share a bit of a message. I'm going to try and keep it as short as I can because I want to make, make some room for Him to turn up. Because some of you are going to get healed in this place this morning. Some of you are going to get delivered and set free. Some of you, God's going to open your eyes to a whole new place in God that you haven't even seen or dreamt of or even imagined. So would you stand to your feet for me? Because what we're going to do is we're going to lift up a praise offering, a clap offering to our God, not just for who He is, not for what He's done in the past, but for what He's going to do in this place today in your life. Because He's going to turn up in power and you're going to see Him at work. So join with me. Father, we thank You. We thank You that You're sovereign. We thank You that every knee bows. Every name confesses that You're Lord. We thank You that the physical realm bows to the spiritual realm. Father God, we invite You by your Holy Spirit. Come, come Lord, come Lord. Hallelujah. High five someone. Tell them this is gonna be good. Church, why don't you join me in welcoming those that are with us online or listening by podcast. It's our church family. They're part of our whanau. It's great to have you with us. If these messages have spoken to you, or maybe we're talking about healing today, and I'm believing that God can heal you right in the place that you're watching this message. Whatever your prayer need is, trust me, God can turn up in that place and He can heal you. And when He does, would you write to us? Would you let us know what He's doing? Because He's sovereign. Amen, church. Let's welcome our online family, the part of Connect Church. Amen. Come on. So, Pastor Adam, over the last couple of weeks, we've been doing a series called We Are. We Are Family. I sh Man, I wish I could sing. I really so want to sing, but I can't sing. Anyway, we're talking about We Are. We're talking about values, our values. And one of the values that we talked about was that we want to be a church that is spirit-led. When we talk about spirit-led, we're talking about being led by the Holy Spirit. And of course, uh, really, I think to be spirit-led, to be led by the Holy Spirit is proportional to how well you know Him. If you know the Holy Spirit really, really well, it's easy to be led by Him. If, if you don't know Him all that well, sometimes it's kind of like, is He speaking to me? How, how do I do this? And and as we're talking about living by the Spirit or being led by the Spirit, I, I'm talking to various people about the Holy Spirit. 
And it's really interesting because often I kind of get these blank stares. They're like, yeah, I, I kind of know about him. And, and it's, it's almost like the Holy Spirit's like a, a wet cake of soap, you know? And you're like, yeah, I'm trying to get hold of him. And he, he's slipping around. And, and, and a lot of people struggle to know, how do I relate to the Holy Spirit? How do, how do I listen to him? How do I get led by him? And so this morning, that's what I want to talk about. I wrote it down so I didn't go off track. I, I want to talk about how to know the Holy Spirit more intimately. Not just know Him, but know Him more intimately so He can use you to impact your world more powerfully. How many know the Holy Spirit doesn't want to stay in the church? He wants to get out of the church. There's people out there that He wants to impact and change their lives. The title of my message, if you're a person that likes taking notes... Even if you don't, it's still the title. Uh, it's Knowing the Holy Spirit. We're going to start with a piece of Scripture, which is always a good place to start. Colossians 1.26. We're going to start partway through the verse. It says this. It says, The mystery, everybody say mystery. The mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now revealed to the Lord's people. That's you. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles, all people, the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. You see, this hasn't always been known. This was a mystery for the whole of the Old Testament, for all the, the prophets and the great men and women of the Old Testament. They didn't know about this. They prophesied, they spoke in part, they got glimpses of what was to come, but they didn't know it. It was hidden. It was a mystery. Everybody say, but God. But God, but God. Uh, uh, uh. He chose you and He chose me to people that He would reveal this mystery to. Christ in you, the hope of glory. What does that mean? That means God lives in you. He comes to live in you. When you gave your life to Jesus, when you said, Lord, make, uh, when you decided to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life, something changed. When you submitted your life to God, His Spirit, the Holy Spirit, came and dwelled in you, in your spirit. So many people I see, they're looking for God out here and God out there, and they're chasing after God here. Friends, you don't have to chase anywhere. He's right here. He's right here. Turn to the person next to you. Look at them and go, nice God. <laughs> He's in you. He's in you. All right. The Bible actually says that we're a temple. We're a temple of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 6.19, it says, Or do you not know that your God is a temple? Oh, sorry, that your God. That your body... Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God. You see, the temple, when we look at the temple in the Old Testament, the, the, uh, like the tabernacle, Solomon's temple, it's a place of worship. It's a place where people would come to engage with God. Your body, you, the temple of God, is exactly the same. You to be a place of worship. You're to be a place of communion with God. Heaven joins earth through you, through you, the temple. 
The Holy Spirit came not to just hang out and sit in the darkness. He came to lighten up your life so that you would be a light upon a hill and that people would be drawn to him through you. All right. The temple. We're going to talk a lot about the temple this morning. The temple. When we think of it in the Old Testament, the temple largely is made up of three places. It has an outer court. It has a holy place. And it has the holy of holies. The holy of holies was where God's presence hung out. God hung out. The Ark of the Covenant was in the holy of holies. God's presence, His glory, His Shekinah glory was in the holy of holies. It wasn't in the outer court. It wasn't in the, in the, uh, the other one. It's my mind's gone blank. It was in the holy of holies. Once a year, the high priest was allowed to go into the Holy of Holies. But to go in there, first he had to cleanse. There were all these rituals, because if he hadn't got himself all right and all in order, when he went into the presence, mate, he'd cark it. The presence of God was so intense, he was toast. In fact, what they used to do for the high priest was they used to tie a rope around his ankle and they used to trail it out so that if he went into the Holy of Holies and, and, and he died in there, because no one else could get in there, they'd, they'd pull him out by the rope. The good news. There's some good news this morning. The good news is that on the cross, the veil that separated us from the Holy of Holies was ripped open from top to bottom. Jesus made a way for you and me to have full access to the Holy of Holies, full access to the presence and the promises that God has for us in the Holy Spirit. That's good news. I think that's good news. You see, the temple has an outer court, a holy place, and the holy of holies. We, our bodies, are, are a temple, and it's made up in the same way. Our body has three parts. If we go to First Thessalonians, Thessalonians 5.23, it says this. It says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are a spirit. You are a spirit being. God is spirit. You are spirit. I am spirit. We have a soul, a spirit with a soul that is housed in a body. The good news for us that are getting older, we, we get a new body one day. <laughs> God's going to regenerate. We're going we're to have a whole new body. But we need to understand that we're soul, we're uh, sorry, we're spirit, soul, and body. Like the temple, we're going to talk a lot about the temple. Stay with me. This will this will help you. Like the temple, it has an outer court, a holy place, and the holy of holies. Our body is the same. We have an outer court. Our outer court is our body. It's our it's our physical body. It's designed to deal with the natural world. It's designed to deal with the physical world. You have senses, taste, touch, eyesight, hearing. It's all designed to deal with the physical realm. We also have a holy place. 
The holy place is our soul. It's our mind, our will, our emotions. It's in the area of our soul that we make decisions. That's where we decide things. But even deeper within us, right within us, we have the holy of holies. It's where God's spirit resides. It's where the Holy Spirit resides. It's where our spirit resides. When He comes to live in you, His spirit and your spirit join together. It's a good, good thing. The Holy of Holies. It's not just a concept. You know, Christ in you, the hope of glory. You know, the, oh yeah, the Holy Spirit's in me. I've got the Holy Spirit in me. It's not a throwaway line. It's not a concept. It's not an idea. It's an actual place in the Holy Spirit. It's an actual place that, I'm just going to tell you, Jesus died. Jesus gave up his life for what? That you would have access to the fullness, the Holy of Holies. He gave up his life for that. If we're not hungering after that, if we're not chasing after that, Mate, it cheapens his life. He gave up his life for us to come into the fullness of it. I get sidetracked. I want to talk about this place in the Spirit. It's a, it's a place. Chase after the Holy Spirit, and he will begin to reveal these things to you. You're a spirit. The Holy of Holies, this place within you where the Spirit dwells and your spirit dwells. It's hard to describe by words, but I've given it a go. It said, I put down this. It flows with the love and the peace of God to such a degree that, mate, you're just content. You're, you're just, you have no need for anything. He fills you in that place. It's a place where the enemy can't touch you. It's a place where fear ceases to exist. It's a place where depression ceases to exist. It's a place where anxiety ceases to exist. It's a place that all your worldly issues and problems cease to exist. It's where the revelation of heaven floods you. God thinks, and you are. There's no separation from God. It's a place in the Spirit. I love it. Where God and you become one. It's where the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, He floods you. He restores your soul. You see, we struggle with stuff in the world. We've got all these problems and stuff going on. And I see so many people, Forgive me, Lord. I see so many people and they're, they're out there, pray for this and pray. And it's all over Facebook. Everything's happening in their life and it's all going crazy. And I'm like, come on. Your answer isn't out there. God's in here. Would you seek the inner place? Would you seek the Holy Spirit within you? And watch what God will do with all the physical stuff. See, I talk to people about the Holy Spirit and they're like, Oh, yeah, Holy Spirit's in me. Yeah, 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 that's cool. And they, they know it. In fact, there are people that can, can quote the Scriptures better than I can quote the Scriptures. But my experience from talking to a lot of people is, yes, they know about it. Yes, they know the Scriptures about it. But they actually don't know that place. They actually don't know that place in the Holy Spirit. They, they actually haven't 
got there. And the thing that upsets me about is, well, that's what Jesus died for. He died for you to dwell in that place. He died for you to, to live out of that place. It's like, it's like the nation of Israel. You know, when they, when they were captured, they were enslaved in Egypt. They were in Egypt for ages. And then God says, I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to set you free. Just like we've been set free, you know, asking Jesus into our life. And he says to them, I'm going to set you free. And so they come out of Egypt and he says, I've got a promised land for you. I've got a place for you that I want you to dwell. I've got a place for you that I want you to abide in. It's an awesome place. It's an amazing place. And they come out of Egypt and they spend 40 years in the desert going round and round and round. In fact, many of them never, ever, ever stepped foot in that promised land. Friends, I want to tell you, God has a promised land for you in the Spirit, with the Holy Spirit. It's called the Holy of Holies. What worries me is so many Christians never find it. They spend so much time wandering out in the world, wandering out in the wilderness, and they never come into the fullness of what Jesus gave up his life for. Just want to highlight that this morning. I feel this message, it's like a signpost in the desert. It's like a sign in the wilderness, and, it, and it's kind of going, promised land this way. Promised land this way. Some of us need to change how we view the Holy Spirit. Some of us need to change how we spend time with the Holy Spirit, because when you start seeking Him, when you start chasing after him, he will start leading you into the promised land that God has for you, this place in the spirit, this holy of holies. And it's good news. The question, of course, there's always a question. The question, of course, is, well, how do I get there? You know, if, I, if, I'm, out in the, if I'm out in the outer court, how do I get into the holy of holies? Wherever I'm at with my walk with God, with my walk with the Holy Spirit, how do I get to this promised land? How do I get to this place? Well, Jesus told us, Matthew 6.33. It says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. What Jesus was saying was, Go after the kingdom, chase after me, go after the things in the spirit, and I will take care of the natural. You see, when you put him first, when you start chasing after him first, the natural begins to come into line. Because Jesus said, not me, Jesus said, seek after the kingdom and I'll take care of every need you have, every physical need. Don't worry about where you eat or sleep. I'll take care of that. And friend, I, I just want to say to you, that's my experience. My experience is the more and more I've chased after God, chased after the Holy Spirit, somehow, I don't know how, everything in the natural starts falling into line. Everything. It's not through my doing, it's through his doing because he promised he would do it. He says, seek after the kingdom. I'm excited. Romans 14, 16 talks of the kingdom. It says, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. Where? In the Holy Spirit. 
The kingdom of God is found in the Holy Spirit. Seek after the Holy Spirit. Seek after the kingdom within you, and God takes care of everything else. What happens is when you seek Him, when you seek after the Holy Spirit, He will lead you. He will begin to draw you into that place. And what happens in that place, fellowship, we're talking about intimacy with the Holy Spirit. As He draws you into that place, you you fellowship with Him. You really just sit in His presence, but He transforms you. Things begin to change in you. I see so many people running around trying to get their life in order, trying to find rules and regulations. God ain't about that. God's about an intimate relationship with you. Seek first that relationship with God, and He will take care of everything else in your life. As as things transform in you, what happens is the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit, begins to build in you, and it begins to flow out of you. The change that's taking place while you're in His presence begins to flow out of you. John 7, 37, he says this, If anyone, anyone in the Greek, that's anyone, that's you, me, anyone. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of where? His innermost being will flow rivers of water. His innermost being, the place of the Spirit, God's Spirit and your Spirit, things will flow out of that. It's awesome. The secret. Oh, are you allowed to say secret in church? I don't know. The way to find this place is to know which direction to go. So many people are focused on the world. So many people are focused on going out there. Jesus wants us to go out of the world, but first he wants us to come into the inner room and get empowered for it and equipped for it. You see, to find this place, you need to find the Holy Spirit. You need to start chasing after the Holy Spirit. You need to start listening to the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit. God speaks to you through his Spirit. So let's say, for argument's sake, you're sitting there and you're like, well, that sounds pretty good. Wouldn't mind checking that place out. How do you start? How do you get from where you are to where God wants you to be? Friends, it all starts with a decision. Remember I talked about the outer court, the holy place, and the holy of holies. Outer court is our body, the physical realm. The the holy place is the spiritual realm. Uh, Sorry, the holy of holies is the spiritual realm. The holy place, your soul, is between the two. You've got the physical realm, you've got your soul, and you've got the spiritual realm. It's in your soul. Moment by moment, day by day, you decide which way will I focus? Will I seek the kingdom? Will I seek what God's speaking to me? Or will I seek the world? Will the influence about the world's telling me? I want to tell you, too many of you people are worried about the world. You're listening to too many voices in the world, and it's leading you off track. It's leading you off where God wants you to be. If you would start listening to the Holy Spirit, if you would start chasing after the Holy Spirit, you'd hear Him speak, and He speaks truth, and He speaks it in power. Because when He speaks, things change. But friend, it's your decision. Will you seek the kingdom? The Holy of Holies? Or will you spend your life in the natural, in the outer courts of the temple? 
We need to just start acknowledging that He's in us. We need to start talking to Him within us. Holy Spirit, I, I want to know this place. Spirit of God, lead me. I want to know you more intimately. God, I'm running after you. Friends, you're a spirit being. God wants to commune with you in the spirit. And when he does that, the natural starts to change. Just in this last little bit, I want to I try and give you a roadmap. How do I get from where I am? And maybe you're in the outer court. I don't know. I don't know where you are on your journey. But how do I get from where I am to this holy of holies, this place where I'm at one with God? I want to try and map that out for you, kind of give you some signposts so you can kind of judge where I'm at on that, on that continuum and how do I get from where I am into that place. I, again, I'm just going to use the analogy of the, of the temple, the outer court, the holy place and the holy of holies, which is where God wants us to reside, abide and live from, function from. Common, we came into this service. We came into this service and we began with worship. It was awesome. Worship was amazing. The, you know, the team do an amazing job of leading us into the presence of God. For many of you, you were probably singing and you, you lifted your hands up and you, you're singing to God and you felt something. You, you knew, man. God's here. You felt His presence. You knew His presence was here. Maybe you're new. You've, you've come in. You've never felt God's presence. Maybe you just came in and you're like, man, something's different in here. It's the presence of God. But you see, the thing is, as amazing as that place is, as like, you know, we're drawn into God and it's, oh, thank you. This is awesome. You're sensing God with your body. You're sensing Him with your senses. Friends, that's only the outer court. Yes, the outer court, you can have encounters with God. You can know His presence. Yes, He'll do things. But He has way, way, way more for you. Christians for years live in that place. And He's saying, don't live in that place. It's an outer court experience. I want you to come in to the holy of holies. In worship, when you're worshiping, what tends to happen is after a little while, you, you close your eyes. You're like, oh. I don't know what you do, but I do. I'm like, oh. What's happening there? It's not by accident. The Holy Spirit causes you to begin to close your eyes because what's happening in you is His Spirit is beginning to flood into your soul. Your soul is beginning to experience God's Spirit in you, and it's drawing you deeper into a more intimate relationship with God. Why are your eyes closing? Why are you closing your eyes? Because God isn't in the outer court. He's wanting you to close your eyes because He's like, okay, I want you to shut off the outer court now. That was awesome. We're in the outer court, but I want to take you deeper. I want to take you to a place that I can speak to you intimately. And so God starts to draw us from the outer court to the holy place. You see, when, when we make that transition from the outer court to the holy place, the way we interact with the Holy Spirit needs to change. No longer is it about the physical. No longer is it about lifting arms, singing, doing all that sort of thing. You come into a realm where, where you've now got to seek the Holy Spirit with your emotions. He wants to draw you in via your emotions. 
Now I know, I've even said it to my kids, don't be led by your emotions. You know, don't be led by your emotions. You can't trust your emotions. And friends, that's true when you're living in the outer court. That's true when you're living in the world. Your, your emotions can lead you astray. But God gave you those emotions. There's nothing wrong with those emotions when they're used correctly. And when the Spirit of God starts flowing into your soul, your emotions start to encounter God's Spirit. And it's by your emotions that you start to get drawn. And you see it with people when they have a, a, an amazing encounter with God. They st people, they start weeping. They start crying because God's touching them. He's bringing them to a place of intimacy. And it's in that place, it's not all about the outside, it's about the inside. In that place, all God wants to know is how much do you love Him? It's a place where you're like, God, I just love you. Holy Spirit. Uh, he's here right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I love you. You get into that place and the outer world pales. Matthew twelve thirty says this, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. Love Him. And as you love Him, He draws you more closer. John 14, 21 says, he who loves me will be loved by the Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. As you love him in that place, his presence intensifies. He, 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 he manifests himself. It's an amazing place. As I'm preaching, it's awesome to see your faces. Because some of you, you, you remember, you're thinking of those places. You're sitting there, you're like, oh. <laughs> you, you experience that, and it is awesome. It's an awesome place to be in the spirit. Mate, it's so quiet in here. Just God. God wants to draw you into a place that words have no meaning. They have no place. It's the holy of holies. I talked about in the temple, God, you're so good. I talked about being in the temple, that the Holy of Holies, the high priest went once a year in, into that place and they, they tied a rope to him in case he carked it. Because in the Holy of Holies, flesh can't exist. Your flesh can't exist in that place. What happens is God draws you into a place, Holy Spirit draws you into a place that, you cease to exist. Every issue, every problem, it, it's just gone. In fact, the, the scripture talks about it. Your spirit and God's spirit become one. You become one in the Lord. His love is so intense pours out over you. It consumes your flesh. Revelation from heaven. God's thoughts, you, you become, you are transformed in that place. Merely being in the presence of that place transforms things in your body, 
which ultimately will flow out from that place. It's Psalm 46.10, which says, Be still, be still, and know that I am God. Friends, Jesus gave up his life for you and me to abide in that place. That's the promised land God has for his children. I talk to people, oh yeah, the spirit in me, I know that. I'm like, mm, I don't think you've been there. I don't think you've been, I haven't got it sorted. I, I don't always, you know, it's a journey. It's a journey for all of us. It's a place where no longer is his spirit in you, but you are now in the spirit. You are now in the spirit. You and the spirit are one. John in Revelation talks about being taken up in the spirit. It's an amazing place. Thing is, I can't take you there. All I can do is point to it and say, this is available to you. It's a place that God wants you to dwell and live. It's a, it's a place that if you would go there, it will change everything that's happening in the physical. But it starts with you. You need to make a decision. Do I want to go to that place? Jesus said, seek it first and I'll take care of everything else. It's worked for me. My question is this, why? Oh, why? Why would you spend your Christian walk, your Christian journey, living in the outer courts of the temple when God said, in the holy of holies is everything you need? It's where I want to speak to you in secret. It's where your life will be transformed. There are people sitting in here right now. You've got grins all over your face. You know this. Your spirit is speaking to you. Your spirit longs. It yearns for this place. And it's available to us. Jesus gave his life to give us full access to the Holy of Holies. Seek first the kingdom. And Jesus says, I'll take care of everything else. His Spirit wants you to, uh, sorry, Holy Spirit wants you to know Him more intimately so that He can use you more powerfully. What does a life like that look like? I'm going to share a, we got a message on our website last week, and I, I just want to read it. I just want to share it with you. This person sent this message in. It says, I would like to share with you how wonderful our God is and how He moves in amazing ways in our lives. On Wednesday, the 21st of June, I was walking on Paraparaumu Beach. It was such a beautiful evening, and there were a number of people enjoying the setting sun. Two lovely young women approached me, remarking on the lovely day. One of them asked, was I experiencing pain in my neck and across my shoulders? I proceeded to tell them my story of continual migraines and arthritis in my neck. The two girls then asked if they could pray for me. You can imagine how overcome I was. We proceeded to talk about churches and faith. They told me that, you, uh, they, told me that they are members of your church. After which the girls placed their hands on my shoulders and there we stood in the middle of the beach on that beautiful evening praying. It was truly a God-given moment. My biggest regret was not asking the girls' names. 
I know God spoke to me through these two wonderful girls, and I'm truly thankful that their hearts were open to God's prompting. I want them to know how blessed I feel that they approached me that day to pray and express how inspirational they are and to continue to witness and disciple in God's name. This past weekend, is the first weekend in a very, very, very long time that I have been migraine-free. I really felt it on my heart to share this with you, and perhaps you may wish to share this with your church and to pass this on to these two girls. One is a year 12, and the other is starting her nursing degree. I can tell you who those two girls are. Natalie Fox and Samantha Fleming. Can you two stand up? Are you, you here? Just give, it, give them a round. They're out there sharing. Thank you. You guys can sit down. I have the privilege of having these two girls on the evangelism course, and, and I get to listen to them. I get to hear them pray. They are two young women who seek after the Father. They seek after the Holy Spirit. They spend time in His presence. I know because it transforms them and it flows out of them. That's what the Christian walk looks like. It's a people that would come into the Holy of Holies, that they would come into the fullness of what God has for them. Well, you don't know. Sam, Sam Fleming, she prays for lots of people. And as much as she's seen lots and lots of people healed, she doesn't settle for that. She wants more. She's seeking more of the Holy Spirit. On that particular day, she was walking along the beach and, and, and she's thinking, I, I, I need to go into a deeper relationship with God. I need, to, I need to hear Holy Spirit more clearly. So she says, Holy Spirit, give me a word of knowledge. And she got back, uh, sorry, shoulders and neck. Neck minute. Get it next minute. We're getting, we're getting, we're getting a message on our website because on that beach that night, heaven touched earth, and a woman was healed and set free from years and years of migraines. Why? Because these two young girls hunger and thirst after the Holy Spirit. They want to know what's a life like living in the Holy of Holies, that God can change me and transform me. And as a result, I can touch other lives in power. I want to take a moment right now and just ask the question, do you know this God I'm talking about? Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Maybe you walked in here and, and you felt Him, but you, you don't fully know Him. You don't know what it is to, to live with Him. Just with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to take a moment now. I'm going to pray in a moment. I'm going to ask you to put up your hands. And by doing that, you're just saying to me, yeah, Pastor Neil, please include me in that prayer. I want to, I want to know this God you're talking about. I want, to, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to get right with God today. So right now, where you are, every head bowed, every eye closed. Why do you close your eyes? Because I want you to shut off the natural world. This is a spiritual thing that's going on. God's speaking to you in your spirit. You know He's calling you. So just right now, wherever you are, just pop up your hand. You know you need to get right with God today. You need to give your life to Jesus today. You need to, you need to get right with Him. Thank you, God. 
thank you, God. Thank you for that hand down there. I see that down the back there. Thank you for that hand. Anybody else? You know you need to get right with God today. You need to make Him your Lord and your Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Yep, down the middle there. I see that hand. Thank you. What we're going to do is we're going to pray a prayer together. Basically, it's just a prayer asking God to come into our life. His Holy Spirit, who I've been talking about today, will come in and begin to change you from the inside out. We're going to pray this together so we can repeat this after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus, who died on the cross, who gave up his life so that I might have full life in you. Father, forgive me for all the things that I've done wrong. Help me turn from what I know to be wrong and to seek you. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Lead me, guide me so that I can find this place, this holy of holies, this freedom and liberty that's in you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Let's put our hands together, give it up for those that, that prayed that for the first time. Can you stand where you are? What I want to do just as we close, the service is almost over, but what I said is I talk about the Holy Spirit for one reason. I talk about Him so He can turn up, so you can know Him. In the previous service, we did exactly this. Heaps of people came up. We saw shoulders healed, necks healed, our, our legs healed, the whole, the whole lot. We were out on the street yesterday praying for people. It was so cool. Erin Frampton, she's out there. There was a Hindu man. She's out there praying for him. She, she sees him and he's, he's got a real sore knee and stuff. And she says, can I pray for you? And he's like, oh, yes, you can pray for me. And um, bad accent. And um, so, and then he asks her, when will you pray? When will you pray? Because you see, he's used to his God. He's used to praying at night and praying in the morning. Of course, Aaron says, so, no, 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 no. My God's here right now. I can pray for you right now. My God will heal you right now. And so there they stood in the middle of the mall and she puts her hand on his knee and she says, I don't even know what she says, probably said, pain be God. And he's like, whoa, whoa, his knee completely healed, pain free. And this is what he does. He gets out his wallet and he goes to give her money. How much do I pay for the healing? Friend, I want to tell you, you don't have to pay anything today. All you need to do is come up the front. If you need healing in your body, if you need breakthrough, come up the front and He'll meet you. Do that right now. As you come, I just want to read out some words of knowledge. So I've got a right ankle. If you've got like arthritis and that in your ankle, right ankle, or it could be your left. Sometimes I get the sides wrong. Come on up. Left shoulder and, and here. Pinched nerves in your neck. That's you. Come Come forward. We've also got, I got like a cheekbone. I don't know if it's, um, I don't know if it is the cheekbone or it's sinus or you've got an abscess in your tooth, but I get something in there. So if that's you, you don't have to leave with that. Come forward. God's going to clear you. Depression. I just feel the Lord saying, I'm taking depression off people's lives. If you've got depression, come and He's going to remove that from your life. A left knee. I saw a picture of a knee in heaven, like a whole new knee. I don't know if you're waiting for a knee or you've got a knee and you need a new one, whatever. If that means something to you, come. Another one, weird one I know. No sense of smell. You've lost your sense of smell. 
God, I don't know why. God's going to give you your sense of smell back. I don't know if it's just a block cold or whatever. But if that's you, just come. And uh, left ankle. And Shane just had another one just before the service. A left ear. If you've got problems with your left ear, then come forward. If you have any problems, any injuries that I have not called out, guess what? He's amazing. I'm not so amazing. He'll heal it anyway, even though I didn't hear him tell me about it. So come on, come forward. Helen's going to wind us up.